Harry Talks, welcome back. We're back. Episode, who knows what, really? 20-something. Done at least 25 of these by now. <laughs> um, we're back with um, a man very close to my heart, I'd say. Work very closely together. Pretty much everything we do from the label side, from the media side. Very, very much entangled duo, I think I could say. Um, it's a very visual way to put it. I like it. <laughs> well, we're visual thinkers of Harry Talks, and I assume my fans are too. Um, we've got the one, the only Jack Limmer runs our very friendly local label of leisure and as well as just a overall veteran of the scene and he's seen a lot of things. <laughs> How are you, G? Mate, I'm very well. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be sitting here opposite you today. Oh, the, a lot of people aren't as grateful to be at a pub, at this dingy pub upstairs at a closed bar at 10.30am I, I feel I feel right at home and I know that I know that we've been talking about doing this for a while and uh I've probably been uh, keeping you at arm's distance for a while but it's uh it's all just kind of you know treat a man keeping keen so. exactly <laughs> <laughs> and I think that there's a reason that the timing's now because Blue Line Steppers 2 is finally out into the world and what a f- what a pleasure for it to be out in the world I guess I could say. Amen. Um, yeah. So just dig right there. Let's just start there. Um, Blue Line Steppers, originally, because it's the second volume of it, um, was it always meant to be like a series or an overall brand? Or did it start off as just a one-off compilation that just got legs and all of a sudden it's like we could actually make something special with this? Yeah, it definitely spawned as a sing- like a, a kind of one-off compilation idea. Um, and I think the more kind of thought like the more we kind of thought it out and the more we kind of um ironed out you know the purpose of it the where it's going to sit in the overall scheme of things and like the vision for it it kind of all just like started building and building and then what started off as probably like a uh i don't know five six track just like localized compilation which initially started off as like you know we had all this music that we were getting submitted or listening to or you know wanting to work with um from like a label perspective and we just didn't have you know the time to to you know be taking on all these projects just because the nature of the size of the team so we thought rather than like doing all these one-off single releases let's put all our focus into one kind of like Mm. compilation which celebrates all these all these artists and then that kind of you know, that kind of started snowballing a bit and we started off being like, oh, like, oh, should we get involved in this? And we started chatting to a few artists and I don't think we'd even have the name for it at this point. We were just like, hey, we're doing this comp. Do you want to be involved? Hey, mm-hmm. we're doing this comp. Like, we'd love to work with you on this. And I guess the, like, artist um, reaction that came through from that was just instant and positive. Yeah. And like, yeah, we want to be involved. So that kind of led to it turning into you know from like a six track you know little local compilation to a 12 track you know double lp vinyl followed by oh we should do a celebratory party off the back of this because we've got all these great artists involved and then instead of you know there's that kind of snowballed yet again into oh well if we're having a party you know so and so needs to be involved like we need to get we need to get, you know, Andy Garvey, we yeah. need to get Kato, we need to get Festa, we need to get Fishing, we need to get 
um, you know, like you name it, really. They were all there. We can't do this without involving these people, and it's just yeah, it went from kind of like small, small ideas into something that was probably pretty ambitious considering the size of what we wanted to do. But yeah, long story short, (laughs) it just snowballed. It just snowballed, and I think as that kind of all ironed out, we were just like. Well, it's something that, you know, really wanted to continue and, um, you know, there's a lot of great artists in Sydney and Melbourne and across Australia and obviously New Zealand as well. So just, you know, like it's, there's, there's, there's so much scope for it to to continue and grow. Big time. And we'll go, we'll dig more into the ethos of it in a second, but I feel like, well, having an ethos firstly and having more than just a compilation is so important when releasing compilations. I, I feel like compilations so easy to just get lost in the wayside as like branding tools or whatever so people just skim through the minds be like yeah this is sick but they don't stay as much whereas if you've got an event with it if you've got you know prospects of more if there's something more attached to the compilation then just let's just put a group of songs together and release it as you know a branding exercise for a label yeah then i feel like it's so important for it in my opinion just listening to comps i feel like blue line is is great because it it's not like that it's got there's something else to it for sure, yeah. I guess that kind of comes with, like we wanted to use it as a platform whilst, you know, there, there'll be names on there that people recognize and kind of, if, if you know, if, whenever compilations get released, you instantly go to that artist that mm-hmm. you're fond of, you'll go straight to their track, whether it's the A side or the B side or whatever, and you'll always just play that one first and you're like, fuck yeah. And then you'll kind of just like flick through the rest of it. And I guess it, you know, we wanted to use that opportunity as well to introduce some new names who, you know, might be their first release yeah. ever. And just kind of like a bit of like a, you know, a local celebration and also like a discovery tool yeah, as well. Big time. Um, People yeah. just opening Blue Line Steppers Volume 2, just going, I want good sphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then summoning across, you know, satisfying and stuff. So good. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> that's... Uh, I feel I like... That. And we'll get to this <laughs> properly, but... I feel like the past, I don't know, since, so like, spoiler, I work at Overledger as well. And since I first heard that Good Spirit song, it's been, every night before I go to bed, I just hear Al Wright just whispering in my ear. <laughs> oh, and what a beautiful, beautiful way to go to sleep. Exactly, hey? mate. It's the best. Um, I would, um, I would, we, we should even just try and get the acapella of that. I'm sure, I'm sure Al would be happy to sell oh, it I'd open. kill for an acapella. Just give you a, just give you a good, well. good night, Luke. <laughs> um... Yeah, well, I think one of the things that I was most surprised about, or maybe I'm just stupid, was finding out what, like, Blue Line actually meant and where the name come from. So, like, do you want to talk a bit about where that name came from and then maybe just the overall ethos of what Blue Line is? Yeah, it was, um, I guess the, like, the name kind of, kind of came later on once we, you know, we realised that we were stumbling onto something that was, you know, kind of going to be bigger than the initial idea and we... You know the hardest bit was kind of encapsulating that in a name which is like you know stands out and also just sums up kind of uh you know what people can expect from it and um it was all kind of spawning around the time of uh like the lockouts was just in like i was so sick of fucking talking about the lockouts yeah. it was like no matter where you went, it was like all over the media. It was like if you went into state, all my friends in Melbourne would be, you know, asking me about it. If I go overseas, randoms would just 
like oh here Sydney's nightlife is completely like just zapped and it's like yeah it was but at the same time once you start hearing that for like like that was just going on and on and you kind of like what wasn't getting covered really was the fact that there was heaps of cool stuff like already existing but then they were like you know people were forced to get a bit more creative with with what they were doing so I guess to I've probably taken this a bit of a sidetrack but um yeah like we we wanted to kind of put some positive news about Sydney back on back in conversation it's like it's like oh yeah, yeah. all these clubs shutting down all these parties some good promoters spirits. like whatever yeah yeah and <laughs> and just be like no wait a second there's like all these super close-knit communities who are like doing it tougher but like it's when you do it tougher it's even more rewarding when like something good comes with yeah. it so um anyway yeah the name that kind of came from uh, we need something that is you know quintessential sydney and um with that kind of lockouts time as well without wanting to like use that as a talking point it was kind of like what spawned just the the, the need for this to to happen and um the blue line is actually and there's two blue lines it's a light and the dark, dark blue line as well so it actually worked out pretty well but that is actually the train line which connects the like inner city and king's cross i guess like the old old guard of um not, like sydney's nightlife um generally speaking and with you know you're in the west suburbs st peter's and um petersham and Sydenham. Sydenham's on that line as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, that kind of, we're like, oh, cool, that's, um, you know, there's got to be something there. It was initially going to be called Blue Line, just just like that. And um, and I think it was just mulling over things, just as I always do too too much. And (laughs) just going, there's got to be, like, this needs to be like a punching, like, full stop at the end of this. And I think it came from, I listened to a lot or a fair bit of NTS and I think I th- I'm, so, I'm going to say Panda Street Step <laughs> yeah, mix came on <laughs> which gets a gets a regular rinse and I was just like you know what the whole Steppers thing with like in like the literal sense of people getting on the train and you know all yeah. that kind of conversation and then like the, the dances and everything it was just like makes sense so yeah shout out Panda Street love you love you I'm sure <laughs> they I'm sure they're good friends of the show I'm sure they listen <laughs> you should get them on I'd love to hear I'd, I'd love to love to hear a conversation with those guys so. it's happening let's do it there we go um, do you have a do you have a favourite memory from a warehouse party or an open air party from that sort of lockout or just like a goat party from that sort of lockout era peak renegade scene stuff uh, that's a very good question we can come back to do it do I have a memory of that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of good memories from those parties. Um, specific ones. If there's one line out that just stands out, yeah, oh, it's tough. I'll have to. I have to come. I'll we'll come back to it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll come back to it. Um, yeah, and then obviously it's evolved. Superline Steppers Two. There was a big party at Manning, which was like everybody. Like I don't think I think like if you if you there was a checklist of like just quintessential Sydney DJs like they were there you couldn't miss anyone I feel like feel bad having a venue that night because just like there's no one to book because yeah. like everyone's already <laughs> there <laughs> I think um, there was another party at Herman's or something that night with a 
some pretty <laughs> quality international, which um, <laughs> I think I think a few people will jump the fence in the game over. <laughs> no is, support. Uh, yeah, we could have just joined forces. That would have been that would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Um, and then obviously, let's talk a bit more about volume two. Um, Fishing Boys did lead the pack, and I think it's probably my favourite track and a lot of people's favourite track because it's just insane and it's been waiting to come out for a long time. And a lot of people just talk, like, just know that song for some reason. Mm. Um, what do you love? What, what, what do you love the most about working with those boys? Um, what do you think they embody in that sort of blue line ethos and how they intertwine with the whole thing? Oh man, they're like. Firstly. Why do I like working with those guys? So Doug and Russ are just hands down, like, <laughs> just the best dudes you'll ever, you'll ever yeah. meet. Um, on just, like, a personal side, you know, they're just, like, an embodiment of, like, positivity. And I think the community ethos that, you know, is so important in, like, in, in the whole scene. Like, these guys are so prolific, um... And not only that, like top of their trade in all the different yeah. aspects of what they're doing. Like they've got so many different musical outlets that like, you know, I'm still even just like discovering new ones. Like there's, there's with different <laughs> projects. But yeah. like from, from like, you know, the, the 10 brain stuff, they're doing some really cool, um, you know, like house and techno and, uh, you know, jungle as well. Kind of, you know, taking that off in their solo projects. And then, they're doing you know all that really cool stuff in like the dance electronic world and then on the other side of things um you know playing bands with like indian indian folk um you know kind of styles and yeah. it's just like and doing that so well and it's like they're so versatile and then you know doug's teaching and russ is just just, just whipping up lineup artworks gra- graphics, and stuff. yeah uh you know the next level no one's really doing that like it so <laughs> Um, and like doing all that and you kind of like if you heard that on paper you'd be like holy shit like these you know these guys would be at like I don't know just like on a on cloud nine or whatever but it's like they just they just carry on with yeah. their stuff and just like that's they just, they just want to keep creating and it's, yeah. and it's cool so I think with uh, you know that Good Spirits track was one that has kind of been around for it was for a little while now and I think they wrote that in their old studio with our in king's cross funnily enough so that kind of all came together as like a nice story but you know they al kind of mentioned that you know that was that song was written in a different time but you know that kind of that message is still still relevant more than ever um and it's just it's a simple message but i think like man everyone's just searching for some good good spirits right now like in (laughs) everything yeah um so i think yeah that kind of yeah those guys are those guys are the best i feel like (laughs) to comment on them as well um i feel like a lot of people assume sydney has this big gatekeeper culture especially in the underground Mm. from certain corners of it or whatever some people sometimes might feel like they're not as accepted in you know maybe like there might be a chin stroker culture or whatever but like doug and russ are just like the opposite of that in the sense that like fully yeah just they break that down like there's no gatekeeping there's nothing like it's like you're not getting any stroke chins there you're just you're just getting hugs (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. That's that's what it's all about, you know, so Yeah. Um Yeah, and shout out Russ's visual stuff. Uh, the first time I saw one of his like live installations was Logic a Thousand last summer. Oh uh, yeah. And I just was like, Who did that? Yeah. It's like, oh Russ did that. I'm like, what? Shouldn't he be like writing music or like doing everything else? And yeah, it's like, yeah. Nah. I mean that's just another yeah. that's another just kind of like you know Bodo's Arsenal yeah, or whatever exactly. saying it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Bodo's Arsenal, no. <laughs> Another... Another arrow to his bow? You can't say tool in his shed either. No. Oh, tool in his shed works. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't really like... No, because it's give not... Give it though. much credit though, does it? It's like anyone can have a tool in the shed. Isn't it weapon in the Arsenal? That would be it, yeah. That makes sense. I'm going to... There we go. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in the memory. <laughs> we started a new saying. <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure Eddie's the king of has started probably started 30 new sayings last episode so um, that's, that's right, right. We'll let's, never talk. let's get 31 <laughs> let's go yeah. um, obviously this is a tough question but because we love all the tracks that we put out on Blue Line 2 but if there is any other standouts any sort of surprises anything that you heard for the first time it was like holy shit I didn't know this existed or is a new is a fan is a favourite for you from the other side um, if you want to give any shout outs to anyone specifically well first uh, yeah. <laughs> you say you'll, and I promise I'll say mine after uh, I, so, I, it's, I, so I, it's even firstly shout out to all the artists that got involved in this Big time. Um, that was like it's, it was a you know we was so stoked with, with that final track list um, and we'll, we'll every, give credit to everyone in, 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 like in a, a second too yeah. in like a, it's like asking you have you asked your parents have you got siblings big brother you've asked them I'm the favourite child though yeah but like it's obvious <laughs> like I don't even need to ask but then like mum's like oh no I love your brother so yeah I get away with everything yeah poor yeah. bastard anyway that doesn't surprise me <laughs> I've seen you get away with a fair bit before um, I think it's like look they all have their own <laughs> yeah things going. Yeah, yeah. I think like um, how, how about know, this? How about, let's rephrase from, it. Let's rephrase it. What do you reckon the most underrated song on Blue Line Two is? I think I think one that maybe you know takes takes a bit of warming to, which is, I think is going to like really shine in the right setting in like a live environment at like a certain point of day, like a certain venue is is like Frida's track is technically just nuts it's like it's slow it's dubby it's it's trippy but it's like it's like the percussion in there is so you know he's he's got a a drumming kind of history so he's like his percussive elements are always yeah just like things that you don't really traditionally think should work and then there's this like I think what kind of so like he's he he shot through a couple of tracks and for this one, which what kind of felt like quintessential Sydney as well was this like there's this noise which I thought I asked him if it was like um, maybe like a field recording sample or something, yeah. and he was like no I just made this on on my synth but it sounds exactly like those morning birds yeah that we all know <laughs> all too well and fear too well. Um, and I, I was just like, oh, that's uh, that's just like, they're probably everywhere, but it just feels like a Sydney thing, the old morning birds. Big time. Um, but yeah, and then there's also, I mean, Sophie Forrest with an absolute 
belter of a yeah. track. Um, probably low key one of my favorites on there. There's just something about it. It's just like it's the just the percussion's it's, crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just raw. It's like a, a industrial and just keeps building. Um, and then yeah, you've got the uh, uh, yeah. There's just all of them. It's they, they've they've I think they've all got their own, yeah. their own place and um, but yeah, there's some good stuff to dive into there. I think good there's time. something in there for you know everyone from any sort of line of the electronic world yeah. for to kind of like latch onto or or enjoy. So yeah, so everyone's got it. But I want to see these in a live setting. You know, it's we haven't had a chance to hear any of these. It's coming. It, it's it's around the corner. You, you, <laughs> yeah. When? you can feel it but yeah um i think that'll be that'll be a special moment as well big time um just just some more more ways to just talk up everybody on it when you know hitting up artists for blue line um what are some you know not prerequisites to say because that's a bit harsh but yeah just what are some you know key factors key things you're looking for for an artist that could be on a blue line project um, I think like a lot of it also comes down to, um, cause unfortunately a bunch of artists that we couldn't work with at the time just coming down to like existing schedules and stuff yeah. that weren't aligning and whatnot. But I don't know, just people doing different, different shit mm. and like exciting stuff and not necessarily stuff that's like going to be on the radio or, um, I guess, you know, frequenting those like yeah as you say kind of like gatekeepers of of approval um yeah i i mean a lot of a lot of the ones i guess you know you know through a lot of conversations we've had as well and it's like who are you like you know who are you, who are you just like in the moment who yeah. you're listening to who've, like who've, who have we just discovered um and that kind of once you go down that rabbit hole it's like it, you can go pretty deep but it's also i know just hitting up like trusted trusted um sources as well just across the industry and just being like oh is there anyone that yeah, you've come across out, yeah. that or are working with or heard of that like you know would be interested in something like this and kind of send them the the whole like yeah ethos thing as you said and big time it's uh you know if they if if, if they're eager that's 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 the most yeah that's it that's the the probably the only prerequisite <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. If, they, if they want to give us a song we'll yeah, take it if they, <laughs> just send it and it's on send know? it sign the contract <laughs> it'll be on these fees in a week yeah yeah nah, exactly it's not how it works <laughs> um beautiful and you're obviously not just mr blue line steppers you you have a life outside of that which is, is it, do i <laughs> probably didn't feel like it the past fortnight yeah but um Obviously, there's a lot of music industry experience and I feel like a lot of people might be listening, you know, and I feel like, especially early on for me as well, I was a bit lost and confused on how to, you know, put the foot in the door and that sort of thing. Mm. Just wondering, you know, you have been working music in a little while, for a little while. What was your, like, introduction to the music scene? What were some early first jobs or, you know, just, like, first engagements with being interested or being involved with the other side of it? Yeah, for sure. Um... I mean, my early experience was kind of coming from a, you know, first and foremost music fan going to gigs um, and, you know, kind of meeting like-minded people there and, you know, you kind of like 
realize that there's it's kind of like when you first get that realization of like oh cool there's like people that like talking about this stuff yeah. as well it's like I'm not the only sick. one and then yeah and then you get like you get like your gig buddies and stuff who like you just go to anything and everything with and I think that kind of naturally led to um you know wanting to learn production as well and I had a mate who um you know early on he was a little bit older than me um actually I'll give him a shout out <laughs> give him a shout out <laughs> give him a shout out uh Soddy mate, this one's this one's for you he's a <laughs> He was, uh, uh, you know, I guess he we went we just hit everything together, and he kind of uh, he was always into like the you know Gasafelstein and Brudinski and one era like Flylo and all like all those just absolute fucking wizards, and he had a studio as well, and you know just at his at his home, and I was like, oh, I want to get into production. He was like, epic, come over. I'll just teach. Like, I'll I'll just show you the ropes. And yeah. he was using Logic and that kind of like I kind of like got my chops going there and ended up switching to Ableton just because it was just easier for me and anyway started like producing and wanting to like DJ and stuff getting some gigs and that kind of like snowboard I guess into um I was like I was working in hospital or something as well at the time and then uh contributing to I was a writer at Stony Road oh. for a couple of years <laughs> The crack. So, uh, so I, think, yeah, actually, I think I need another shout out to uh, to Rave <laughs> Rave Dawson, Cots because you guys are absolute mate. The feeders, the feeders. Everyone that's um, been through that system, mate. Think about all the the alumni of Stony yeah, Road. I was that, wondering <laughs> how long it would take you to say alumni, but yeah, well think and truly, like, I reckon if you if you, it's probably some of the strongest internal alumni. I ever. think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Like they, um, you know they're they're, they're the fucking best and like doing such great things and they deserve you know all the success they get um but yeah i was i was i was kind of working with them just on and off for like a couple of years working in hospital and then i was kind of wanting to take that a bit further and just the nature of of the blog world it just wasn't like there wasn't much more to progress i guess and don't talk to me about it <laughs> <laughs> i know it all too well shout um, out and we're listening yeah, shout out Emma. She knows. She knows yeah. the pain. Yeah, I know. It's a. It's take the hat off, honestly. Um, and yeah, next thing I um was just I think I was looking for an internship of some sorts and uh, ended up getting an internship at um at uh, of Leisure and Neon. There and, you go. Um, yeah, that kind of. I think from that point onwards, I've just kind of like something clicked in me that I was like. Cause I never really thought that there was like a career in the music. Like it was always just like a yeah. huge hobby for me, which um, that was always in that world. And then it kind of clicked to me. I was like, holy shit. Seeing all these older you know, people in like really great positions mm. and working music. I was like, that's fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like. That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is like, this makes so much more sense now. And, um, yeah did the internship thing for a while and you know just through like still playing gigs and stuff and trying to put on some parties um you know you just start building the network a bit and meeting people and um next thing you're in this world of you know people like it's a yeah it's a big industry but it's a really small industry as well it's like it's not you're not you're not far away from yeah, anyone from anyone really so yeah or Tom kinda, Hanks <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay on the line. that's it um 
That's all the friends and family listening. What a curveball. Um, And uh, yeah, then going from there, I guess, to um, yeah, just working full time with the label. And I was lucky enough to have um, have or get a job as well uh, working at working publishing in Mm -hmm. uh, Universal Publishing for a couple of years with a really great team there in the A&R department. Um, Owen and Nora, shout out. And you know that- The shout outs are rolling <laughs> yeah, in today. Yeah. We haven't a big shout out episode. What's, what's the record shout outs? Cause Eddie's got the- <laughs> Eddie has the least. I think I've got a lot of people to shout out cause like there's yeah. know, a lot of people kind of um, have played, you know, their own mm. roles in, in this whole process as well. So yeah. it's very, um, I think a lot of people learn it's a very personal business. Yeah, definitely. It's less about your resume and your stat sheet. No, more exactly. About, it's like so much about just getting involved, knowing the right things, knowing the right, not knowing the right people in a toxic way, no. knowing the right people in terms of getting involved well, and like, yeah, like, being, you could have said it yeah. better, like getting involved. Like yeah. you can, anyone can teach you what you need to know. You know what I mean? Like, but if you're going mm-hmm. there, just like bring it on, like all, like yeah, hit me. Give me the dirty jobs, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that sensitive topics, <laughs> all sensitive topics. Um, but you just got you got your hands dirty, and it it does pay off because yeah, as like the the further you go, the more you understand like the the the, the smaller cogs in the wheel, which are important for the big ones to to work. So yeah, kind of had that experience was really great in just you know working with a really great A and R team and solely focusing on like you know songwriting and understanding yeah. that world which you know i was just trying to absorb absorb as much as possible um and yeah that kind of then unfolded into um you know i was working with a great team of leisure and um and what a team it is yeah and and that team's kind of evolved a little bit as well and yeah ended up you know jumping across full time about 18 months ago or like with 24 maybe I've kind of lost count I've got my COVID timeline on so I don't know how long it's crazy yeah. <laughs> and like this is a big sidetrack but 2015 was five years ago think about that 2017 was three years ago that like and I don't like, like it when you give me these scary timelines of like just imp- implying like my last just shot past <laughs> just all, Mate. you never miss a subtle dig to say that i'm like 15 years older than you <laughs> it's not 15 is it? it's, it's only like 10 it's is only it 10? 10 nah seven seven all right that, that makes you feel better that's right you, you're young at heart yeah people say i'm old spirited too that's right i think that, that's right we, we, we made it 24 you know yeah yeah forever 24 that's just a shake on that <laughs> you're a bastard um, big time yeah so I think it's super interesting as well because I reflect on this too and I don't know if you do like when I first started new music I had no idea like I had a fake idea like oh that'd be cool to do one day to pay the bills mm. but I'd never had any idea of like how it'd pay the bills if that makes sense like, oh, 100%. like media yeah. potentially label potentially management potentially like who knows and I feel like it changes every second week for me I mean, it's almost like that's it. It's you're almost doing like a little bit of all three of those lanes. It's like I'm doing literally everything. Yeah, yeah. 
Throw some parties too. Why not lose some money there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lose some money it's on this podcast. Basically, you just got to find new ways to spend spend money. Like you just got to. You're like, oh, I've I've got a bit of cash. Let's just blow it. Let's <laughs> just on, blow it on a renegade party. party. And it gets be, shut down in two songs. Yeah, it might last an hour, but fuck, it, you know, it'd be good to get everyone together. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, beautiful. Yeah, it's super crazy how it changes, though. Yes, yeah, I had a bit of a flashback of a bad experience there but. Oh, i've heard this story before <laughs> let's bring that up when we get out of the industry side of the yeah the yeah yard. for sure um it's cursed me <laughs> but yeah sure back that- to uh, to enter and en- entering the industry is what you were asking wasn't it i don't really ask anything just having a conversation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't sure if i just completely bypassed you no, no. or not I was like, um was yeah i just feel like it changes so much like the trajectory well, I find it interesting because yours is like somewhat linear. I guess you could argue, sort of. Or did you think that coming in, you would be doing something completely different to what you're doing now? Uh, I I guess like coming into it, I was just like, I just wanted to get involved. Yeah. Um, and get involved with, you know, artists that I like, you know, I enjoyed mm. listening to and like excited about. That was kind of the the entry and just like you know get in and soak it up like take what you can get really yeah yeah like a lot of is you got to learn so much of it just on the go and yeah you like you just like soak up the experience and then it's there's there's you know there's there's always been like there hasn't been a bad day doing that you know it's like yeah exactly like working in music is is the fucking best yeah it's cool it's yeah you know, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm super grateful for that, so. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I hate when people ask me, like, what do you do? I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's a terrifying question. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but even for, like, when you work in music, there's, like, an assumption of, like, your, some. Especially when I was working in publishing. That's, I still don't know how to answer that question, because <laughs> it's, like, people were like, oh, you, what, like, books? Like, no, like, <laughs> you know, like, the, like, the other major side of the industry of like people writing music and it's like well but see like, like a it's, record label you're like it's not really sort of <laughs> is it? yeah it's super like the amount of times i've actually googled difference between um like a record label and publishing company like early on and i still don't really know but no, it's still, it makes sense i did that this morning <laughs> <laughs> every morning i wake up yeah yeah just to see if it gets easier searching for a purpose in life <laughs> the answer lies within that yeah yeah um, obviously and I feel like one of the big things that I've seen as a trend working in a label that I'm not horribly impressed with is not as in impressive like that but I feel like submissions and like the whole submission culture and like can sometimes just yeah. is just super ambiguous and super weird as in like I don't like it because of how awkward it is for everyone on either side like it's like do I just send an unlisted SoundCloud link to their label and like hope for the best or like on the other end like the label's like what do we do with all these songs that are getting submitted and stuff fully yeah so it's just like a horrible process for a lot of people I think so you know if if, if someone yeah it is if someone was like a young artist you know wanted to catch your ears or someone at a label's ears what would you recommend them doing what are the sort of things that stand out from the label perspective um, that sort of thing yeah it's a good question I think um, advice would be 
to an artist who was looking to get signed, um, you know, know, know yourself, know your sound and kind of like, you know, have, have, have a good understanding of kind of, you know, what, what your sound is and, you know, it's important to have a sound and if you don't have one, that's you're the first step. You've got to figure out what that is. Generally speaking, like, yeah, it's, it's so important. It's, um, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of progress as a project if, if every song is completely on different ends of the spectrum, but mm. that is also generally speaking, yeah, people can get also do it. Um, but yeah, I think just doing a bit of research into, you know, maybe shortlist a few labels that you enjoy or that you want to like see your music on and, um, you know, look at their rosters and then also ask yourself like, you know, where do I, like, where could I kind of see myself and this is all just kind of like don't you don't have to psychoanalyze this <laughs> that much but like just think yeah you know can, can i see my music sitting with this roster and it's like you know if your sound is exactly like someone that's already on that roster that's not actually um that appealing for the label because yeah. you know they don't want two artists you know directly competing so it's it's you know it's a tricky one in that regard but i would just say kind of like understand your sound do your research on some labels that, that, you know, are kind of like dreams of yours and then, you know, make it easy for them to listen. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to send pages and pages of info and stats and everything. Like, from my experience, like, I'll try, I'll try and listen to everything that gets sent to yeah. me personally, but I will not, I generally won't read everything because it's just like, I'm kind of in the middle of like doing other yeah. stuff and I'm like, oh, I've got these like demos to listen to. And if there's an easy link that I can just click on and it just like takes me to a private SoundCloud link and it just auto plays and I listen to oh, it through. Heaven. Then that's kind of like, like it's all about the music first yeah. and foremost. Like I don't care if you've got a thousand of the mintest, like 35 mil press shots that, you know. Well, 35 mil press shots are in right now as well. You're looking stunning. Like that's, that's great. But, um, you know, it comes down to the music first and foremost. So make sure the label has the easiest navigation to your music. So one click, here's my music, listen, and then, you know, if you want to include a short little paragraph on, on your story, yep. that always, that's, a go, for, go for gold there as well. But I think, yeah, it's a, like you said, it's a daunting, daunting process. And I think on both sides of the table, like, and you have to be, you know, you're putting yourself out there for someone else to kind of be pretty blunt. Yeah. Yeah. And like, don't take, like you can't take, um, can't take nose to heart either. You know, hopefully, hopefully they might, you know, in the response, give a little feedback or like, you know, keep us in the loop. A lot of times it comes down to like, whether like, even if the label likes the music, like is there, is their roster full or like, is their release schedule full? And like, might just be a timing thing it's not like because they don't like your music so yeah it's one of those things and i think as well once if that doesn't go the way you want it to go like you just gotta get fucking creative with it like there's distro kid get it it. up like there's get it there's so many ways to get music out there these days and like same again with um i guess like parties too when that becomes relevant again but like if you're, you know, it's not like we have a thousand clubs in Sydney to choose from and like bring up grassroots DJs to learn or or 
to perform or um, that kind of stuff. So like, throw your own parties. Like, you know, play your music at the parties and like try and like that's that's something that, um, you know, has has proven successful for so many artists across so many genres. Yeah. Um, and I think it always will. So. Big time. I was gonna say, when pitching to the blog world, the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty press pick. Clean bio, good-looking press release. I'll yeah. cover it. I'm yeah. not scared. Just, if it looks good, True. I'm, just, I'm taking the piss. But yeah, music's good. Yeah, if there's a good, if there's a good oh. photo, no one's, no one cares about the music or the bio. Just, just a good photo. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I find something pretty interesting as well because I don't want to leave anyone out, especially while we're talking about Love Leisure. This might go for hours. Um, I think the one of my favorite things about the Love Leisure lineup is so diverse. Like you had. Jack Grace with a ribbon like fortnight ago or three whatever weeks ago and you know from then Blue Line then Human Movement then Muto with like indie like just production brilliance really mm. I think that's so exciting and like it probably is a great thing to work as well because you're working different songs in different regions and different you know that sit in different areas so it probably is an enjoyable thing to you know work with those different artists yeah totally and it kind of um I've, for, for me as well it's like that's where I'm also constantly learning as well you know from whilst you know they can sit in the in the different lanes in um in sound it's like when I guess in like an A&R process of you know say with Jack Grace who's in this uh, big shout like, out to Jack Grace Jack Grace what a he's, man he's, he's, he's the man <laughs> And his, he just has this, like, melting pot of the ultimate melting pot of influences. And, mm-hmm. like, from these, like, Japanese post-rock bands that he's toured with to, um, you know, like, early, like, Brit rock stuff to, um, like, modern classical to future electronic everything and, like, house and techno. And he just brings that all into his music and... And like Bruce Springsteen, even and like like all the all the great writers like Dylan and and like Warren Drugs and stuff. He just like he pulls all that in, and like the, the, we kind of have conversations like this, just you know going going yeah. through like all these. All the, and and for me, it's like it's a, it's a great kind of learning experience as well, because you know that's a lot of my musical education is coming from. Yeah. From how these artists kind of, you know, have influenced and applied to artists yeah, on our so, roster yeah. and it's like, um, you know, dig deeper into like the history of of, you know, how it all connects and like the connection from like, you know every genre connects back to another genre and like think of like punk to like yeah. acid techno to like like there's like there's a We could draw the net. There's a there's a line there yeah. then like from from blues to you know like like modern like indie stuff like it's mm. all it's all connected so I think um yeah it's cool there's um it's cool to be constantly learning from the artists you work with because you know they've they've not always you know the most like um I guess what's the right word um like direct I don't know what you're trying to like direct yeah, influences or, like, or or we're just good, like they like they don't always like talking about yeah themselves yeah. you know Big time. um 
it's like they let the music do the talking so it's kind of cool to like you know that comes with building up a you know rapport and trust and respect yeah. between each other to like have these conversations you can't just go up and be yeah. like who's your influence and that why and just shirt front and Poor yeah Grace, yeah like, give but, me the um, codes you know when, when, when you kind of get those um moments of just talking candidly about like yeah. you know i'm just sitting on a bus and i'm obsessed with like so and so it's like yeah it's cool to just like see that side of artists of you know who do a lot of talk the talking through their releases Big time. and then you kind of like you got to see the other side of that of like how did they get from there to, you know, getting this output? So, big time. Um, yeah, it's cool. Always keep learning. It's big time. Never stop learning. <laughs> and look, we've given Eddie the human movement a lot of shit this episode. Unfortunately, he's a good man. I'm just returning return the favor. True. Yeah, well, you copped it last episode. Um, so, like, I don't know. I think I it's. Felt, I felt victimized. Yeah, I think it's super interesting because you manage him as well, as alongside taking care of the records. Um, what are the benefits of that sort of, you know, management plus label relationship and, you know, what's it like working with Eddie yeah, being his mate, but also being, you know, quite involved with the project here? Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of, um, you know, that unraveled in a pretty natural way of, uh, you know, we were um, kind of the working relationship was over, you know, a couple of years from like a, a label to artists kind of thing and you know like you said we're good good mates as well and just had had a good working relationship and I guess that kind of A&R to artist relationship is one that does you know you do get a lot closer just from like time spent in the studio to yeah. you know like just going having a break and going getting some greasy tie across the road and and yeah, he loves he, that he's, 8.50 tie as well. He does, doesn't he? He's getting his tofu and I'm getting my suspects looking noodles. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it's kind of just like, it was a bit of a natural progression and, um, you know, he kind of went through a, a bit of a um, bumpy few months with, with, with the project of just changing, changing the setup. And um, yeah, it was kind of at a time as well where he was working on a whole bunch yeah. of new music or like you know resetting on his kind of sound and getting some music in the bag and you know I was just kind of like like you just need to focus on on music and you know we've got a good working relationship here just like Big time. just you kept you kept worrying about that and uh you know kind of help you out in the meantime we'll do everything else yeah which was uh you know it was just paperwork yeah. up to here so I was just slaving away no <laughs> but um, you know he's like okay, it's I think in locally there's it's not rare for um, people to be wearing different hats mm-hmm. in the industry and um, you know across across agencies and across publicists and across um, you know labels and publishers and everything you know it's not it's not out of the ordinary for them to also have some other projects that are um kind of like running alongside it all so i think it's what it does you know what what is important is that i have an artist first mentality because it's like at the end of the day you've got to be acting in this in this and the whole roster's best interest and that's that's what i like a big priority for me to like carry across into into that work is you know 
whilst everyone has differing opinions at certain points of time, that's like, that's life. That's yeah, you know, exactly. natural. That's good. That's what helps things progress. But to, you know, have, have, have the room to be able to say like, look, you know, this is like, this is a thought. And then, you know, artists at the end of the day, it's hardest call, yeah, you know, and then there it's, uh, they're the, they're the, they're the, they're the ones with talent. <laughs> but, but I think with, yeah, with Eddie, it was just like a good natural kind of like, yeah. connect, like connection there. And, um, you know, the guy's just super, super talented. And it was just exciting with him. I was just like, like I kind of came into that as like a fan first, you know. It's just like dancing around. I fucking love this music, man. Like I think you like, like have you hey, got? Maybe could you? Wrong? <laughs> yeah. Smash. Um, and yeah, just as as it came in as a fan first and foremost, and I was just like, have you got more of this? Like this, keep with like. There's, yeah. there's something there's a, there's a there's a sound here like there's 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 something that's quintessential human movement and that's um and the the guy is an absolute wizard in the studio like you see him just he just gets this like look in his eyes sometimes when he's like <laughs> we'll just be chatting and like throwing ideas around and listening to demos and then he'll um he'll kind of just like go into this like wax statue face expression i just know like in like time. 15 yeah. minutes he'll like have just like this sick little idea and so I'll just like walk around the studio and just like pretend like play around with some <laughs> drum machines or stuff or <laughs> whatever but I just know like you know don't interrupt yeah, don't, don't interrupt the man while he's uh, it's like you don't it's working. don't interrupt a, yeah. an animal while they're eating dinner you know it's just, yeah, just, <laughs> just <laughs> and he'll just go and he's you know yeah what a monster so just a monster it's yeah uh, he's, 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 he's you know he's inspiring and um, he puts in the effort like he's, he's, he just he, he loves it he's he lives for it he absolutely lives for it um, so you know you can't really ask for much more yeah, than that it's like shit 52 minutes fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, couple more rounding off questions should like, we do this, episode episode 2 oh, or you're part, always part you're always invited back <laughs> um, just want to say what do you think what are some of your highlight moments memories parties with your time at Pop Leisure Oh, that's a good one. Um, some highlights. Fuck, so really stretching the mind. There's look that we had we had a lot of fun times. I guess at a at the cafe lounge parties. Oh. Um. Shout out Louis, and rest in peace cafe lounge. We we're really gonna miss you guys. Um, but that was kind of like our home away from yeah. home and doing those monthly parties there um, was always just, you know, was, that place is just designed for a good time. It's like, you, you, it's like a, a, a dive bar on ground level pretty much, yeah. you know, and good, like decent system with- Good tinnies as well there always, cheap tinnies. Yeah, yeah. It's a must. That's a secret, isn't it? And just so hospitable, like the yeah. way it was just like encouraging people to fucking have a good time. Like he just, anything goes. People dancing on the furniture, and he's just like right there with them. It's like <laughs> yeah, that's what you want on the butt. <laughs> you can't ask much more than that. But um, yeah, that'll that'll be sorely missed. There's kind of like a, um, I think they're going to be re, resurfacing in in some other capacity. Mm. So excited to see what they do there and see if we can kick things off again. But 
yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, the I guess we we did open with a lot of blue line, but that party was super rewarding, first and foremost because we're not an events company. Yeah, like we're, we're a record label, and I think we came into it probably a bit naive, and you know, it was it was an ambitious, big hard ticket big, event, <laughs> big big venue, big um, you know, big scale production and. You know, a big, like huge team on from from the uh, you know from the artists to um, to the you know the staging you designers know, yeah. and the you know the sound engineers and everything and you know thank goodness we pulled it off. <laughs> I was like, I was, was I do distinctly remember just kind of like going around the party and like chatting to artists after their sets and just it was like just important to see how they thought yeah. it went and just getting so so much good feedback from from their end like i wasn't really that i don't know from the punter side i didn't get as much <laughs> yeah um, because we were interaction, all we were having but, a great time but i was asking yeah and just getting you know them coming off stage just being like with a big smile on their face like yeah. fuck that was like that was that was fun and like yeah that was that, like to have that was really rewarding especially after having like you know some nightmare events on like not yeah. of leisure related but just from like having a punt um as you know as you do and then some things don't go to plan but that cut that that got pulled off and that was that was just yeah. rewarding it was like Big so time. much so much lead in so much planning um and you know seeing seeing katui play oh, what back set. to back for the first time was uh unbelievable <laughs> beautiful couple questions to wrap up What is your favorite boiler room of all time, or favorite mix? Anything in that world? Just something you flick on, just being like, "Oh, this is chronic." Oh, because I know you're you're an avid fan. Probably listen to more stuff than anyone I've ever met before. Yeah, that's a really difficult one. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say this spins everyone. Everyone usually all the interviews go great until this point, and everyone's like, "Oh, fuck." Yeah. So I'm like it's. I always it's always like it's funny because like I don't really have like a a routine with like what mixes I go to it's like I'll just like have a list of mixes I need to like I've got a list of still Take like off. so many to go through it's like a COVID mix list and it's <laughs> but I guess like most recently what I listen to I'll tell you what I've I love listening to um Charlie on NTS The Do The Do Brecky Show there this guy's like but first of all, like the music's right up my alley, and it's like a he plays everything from like ambient to, um, you know, kind of like dubby and like all world music, and it's just like he's got the guys got such good taste. Yeah. But he's also he's got good chat. <laughs> Something about like I don't know. It's like me. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you with an English <laughs> accent is how I <laughs> how I picture it. Um, I was actually speaking of. I guess that's just like shot, shots to the front of the mind. Um, uh, what was it? DJ played Deck Mantle Mix. Oh, was, don't um, even start me. That, that one's got a few run-throughs. <laughs> He's... Um, he is insane. He's the best. Yeah. I've, it, that's, King of the Bongo. amazes me. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Get him and Frieda on a track. I reckon that'd be... That'd be chaos. Just percussive chaos. Um, I'm trying to think like all times, man. Jeez, that's... 
Anyway, you've said it. That's it. The clean one. (laughs) (laughs) Dangerous vaults were open. A couple quick fire questions. Got to answer off the top of your head. House. (laughs) I'm going to sit you up, right? Just be ready. House or techno? House. Easy. Um, Skylab or FBI? No, I'm not making oh, an answer. Okay. I'm not making <laughs> you answer that. No, um, I have to go. I'm, look. <laughs> FBI, Sydney represent. Good, thank you. Correct yeah. answer. Sorry, Skylab. Sorry, Skylab. Um, I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to jump on the show someday. And <laughs> a final question, not a dickhead question. Um, does someone that you think deserves a story told, you can neck nominate someone who should come on Parry Talks, who's good? What do you reckon? Who's underrated? Who, should, who, has, who needs their story heard? Who needs their story heard? Um, I I knew at some stage in this interview, my mind would just completely go zoom <laughs> when I'd like and here know that I have something that I'd love to like put forward, and this is that moment. Um, I'm just gonna segue off your FBI chat and say you should get Amelia big time down you know she's doing some amazing things across like all aspects of of the industry she's got a i think i think she'd she'd provide some uh, yeah. some really good insight there um that could be a triple episode hey like, it could oh, be a tri- yeah. like fbi body promise nectar separate yeah. episodes when it comes to how like how important yeah her, her role has been like and it continues to there be oh there we go oh, you didn't even realize subliminally like planted <laughs> yeah. in my in my mind yeah, just been jimmy away yeah. to look at it um but i guess i mean even off off our chat with about the fishing guys like yeah. doug and russ get them involved they they deserve a mic you know time. get them <laughs> um yeah mate i hope that uh hope that, that was beautiful hope that went right. yeah. i've been trying to put the pressure on them to come on this, <laughs> yeah. this does it perfect just cracked the hour mark Parry talks. Have we still got still got people's attention? Or? Listen, yeah, we would. you know what? Episode two coming. Strange Associates episode. Oh, there we go. Full hour dedicated to the Associates, <laughs> the legacy brand, the legacy culture, everything about it. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, this will be out in a fortnight from now, so still pretty relevant. Keep an eye out. Go stream Blue Line Steppers Volume Two. Go stream Jack Grace Human Movement Muto. Made in Paris. Two of her songs. That's it. Don't Franco. worry about the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Young Franco. The young Don. Shit, we didn't even give him any love. Shout out, Joey. Shout out, Joey. <laughs> we love Joey. You got the, you got the. There's too, yeah, there's too many people to shout out. There's, yeah. I hope we covered a few of them. Shout out. Shout out, Paz. Body Mate, promise. Thank you, to, uh, thank you for providing this platform. No worries. Anytime. It's uh, always free to come back. Phew. <laughs> How good. Thank <laughs> you.